It was in an office in Jersey City. I was sitting at my desk, talking to a lieutenant of the Jersey National Guard. On the wall was a big war map, decorated with variously colored little flags showing the position of the opposing armies on the Western Front in France. In front of me on the desk lay a New York paper with big flaring headlines, Lusitania Sunk, American Lives Lost. The windows were open, and a feeling of spring pervaded the air. Through the open windows came the strains of a hurdy-gurdy playing in the street. I didn't raise my boy to be a soldier. Lusitania Sunk, American Lives Lost. I didn't raise my boy to be a soldier. To us, these did not seem to jibe. The lieutenant, in silence, opened one of the lower drawers of his desk and took from it an American flag, which he solemnly draped over the war map on the wall. Then, turning to me with a grim face, said, How about it, Sergeant? You had better get out the muster roll of the mounted scouts, as I think they will be needed in the course of a few days. We busied ourselves till late in the evening, writing out emergency telegrams for the men to report when the call should come from Washington. Then we went home. I crossed over to New York, and as I went up Fulton Street to take the subway to Brooklyn, the lights in the tall buildings of New York seemed to be burning brighter than usual, as if they too had read Lusitania Sunk, American Lives Lost. They seemed to be glowing with anger and righteous indignation, and their rays wigwagged the message, Repay! Months passed, the telegrams lying handy but covered with dust. Then one momentous morning, the lieutenant, with a sigh of disgust, removed the flag from the war map and returned to his desk. I immediately followed this action by throwing the telegrams into the wastebasket. Then we looked at each other in silence. He was squirming in his chair, and I felt depressed and uneasy. The telephone rang, and I answered it. It was a business call for me, requesting my services for an out-of-town assignment. Business was not very good, so this was very welcome. After listening to the proposition, I seemed to be swayed by a peculiarly strong force within me, and answered, I am sorry that I cannot accept your offer, but I am leaving for England next week, and hung up the receiver. The lieutenant swung around in his chair and stared at me in blank astonishment. A sinking sensation came over me, but I defiantly answered his look with, Well, it's so. I'm going. And I went. The trip across was uneventful. I landed at Tilbury, England, then got into a string of matchbox cars and proceeded to London, arriving there about 10 p.m. I took a room in a hotel near St. Pancras Station for five and six fire extra. The room was minus the fire, but the extra seemed to keep me warm. That night there was a Zeppelin raid, but I didn't see much of it because the slit in the curtains was too small and I had no desire to make it larger. Next morning the telephone bell rang and someone asked, Are you there? I was, hardly. Anyway, I learned that the Zepps had returned to their fatherland, so I went out into the street expecting to see scenes of awful devastation and a cowering populace, but everything was normal. People were calmly proceeding to their work. Crossing the street, I accosted a bobby with, Can you direct me to the place of damage? He asked me, What damage? In surprise, I answered, Why, the damage caused by the Zepps. With a wink, he replied, There was no damage. We missed them again.
After several fruitless inquiries of the passers-by, I decided to go on my own in search of ruined buildings and scenes of destruction. I boarded a bus which carried me through Tottenham Court Road. Recruiting posters were everywhere. The one that impressed me most was a life-size picture of Lord Kitchener, with his finger pointing directly at me, under the caption of, Your King and Country Need You. No matter which way I turned, the accusing finger followed me. I was an American, in mufti, and had a little American flag in the lapel of my coat. I had no king, and my country had seen fit not to need me. But still that pointing finger made me feel small and ill at ease. I got off the bus to try to dissipate this feeling by mixing with the throng of the